0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before this episode begins, I want to personally invite you to become a socio. It means member, shareholder. It means you join us and support us. Every month, we produce one exclusive big interview, and a documentary special, all for our socios. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Graham Hunter. And you'll not only get this month's shows, but also unlock our entire beautiful archive. Go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter to become one of our growing and much-loved army of socios. Graham, let's reflect on Spurs' Juve on Wednesday night. The, the first leg was an incredible incredible 90 minutes in so many ways. I think you had Spurs' dominance and possession. It was amazing to see a British team enjoying that level of possession and domination uh, against a, I mean, an excellent um, but maybe not exceptional Italian team. But it, it was an interesting flow to the game as well because, I mean, let's not forget that Higuain hit the bar. With a penalty which would have made it 3 1 just before half time for all Spurs's fantastic second half performance. I don't know, I've just got a sneaking suspicion that there's still a little bit of life left in this tie. What do you think? I, th- I think undoubtedly, I mean, Iguain is a player who, who you despair of because his his battling qualities, he's a very British player. He, in his time, he's done things for his nation, for his clubs that you would want to buy into his goal total is extraordinary i often write about the fact that on leaving real madrid it, it was 99.9 percent done to arsenal club to club player to club um, wages and Arsene bengar chickened out of it literally saying to the people around him i'm about to sign this guy uh Mourinho's over here again he used to have him he's not bidding for him manchester united aren't bidding for him we must have the wrong guy Iguain goes to Napoli and rattles in a century of goals and gets transferred for nearly a world record fee. You know, the, the amount that Napoli paid for him uh, from Real Madrid was not quite, but nearly doubled when Juventus then bought him. Yet, and and at 2 0, when Iguain has looked pretty rampant and Spurs have looked docile and dormant, you, you know, you point out that the, the the penalty, which t- to be honest, again no Monday morning quarterbacking. I, I I didn't trust him to score simply because he's got this strange wiring that says that in really crucial, really elite moments, sometimes he may come through. But normally you you wouldn't trust him. You would he wouldn't be your go-to player if the if the pressure is off, if the focus is off, even against a big side. It's not like he can't do anything in big moments. But there are big moments when something goes wrong in his psyche. But prior to that penalty where the the tie can be killed, he has, I'm pretty sure, a left foot shot with just a free shot and goal in the box. And in training, he probably doesn't simply put that away 99 times out of 100. There's a right good chance that it's top left corner, top right corner, that the keeper barely sees it. This guy's got a cannon in both feet and and he skews it wide it it and so horribly wide that at that moment you know, I was absolutely convinced that there would be a, a debilitating effect on Maxi Allegri's team and that there would be severe possibilities for uh, uh, um, that a normal Tottenham performance because they are really well drilled really well coached they really believe in each other. There's a there's a cohesion and a unity in their attitude, their spirit, how they play, and teams like that tend to prosper because they're 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 well they're reasonably well invested in terms of talent, and they've got a very good coach and a smart coach. And we've earlier talked about, or you, know, you you were your eye was drawn by the body language of Ronaldo and Neymar. Well, mine in the Turin stadium was to the Aventi stadium was to to uh, Pochettino. But do you know who at 2-0 down on Spurs' biggest test in the Champions League history, far bigger than group games against Real Madrid or the knockout game against Real Madrid where Crouchy got sent off um, for listeners, go back and listen to the Crouchy podcast, it's a a gem. This was the biggest thing they'd ever done, the 2-0 down. It it reminded me of having been in the Deli Alpi, a different stadium, to watch Manchester United being 2-0 down in the semi-final of the Champions League, having drawn 1-1 at home, a really desperate situation, and coming back and winning. And, and Pochettino, Martin, just, I mean, shaken, not stirred. If you'd put a sort of white dinner jacket and a black bow tie on him, he'd have rolled the dice and it would have come up, um, whatever the perfect Baccarat score is. Wasn't affected, wasn't worried. Fully knew that a two-goal deficit was something that his his team was able to at least take a chunk out of. By the end of the match, Spurs could have gone on to win it. There's been a, it's funny the debates that come out of it because I'm not saying the British media, but off the back of that night, Dembele was heralded as having performed absolutely brilliantly. Kane stood out. Dele Ali stood out. There were. There were defensive performances that you know would give you three or four stars at five. But Dembele was the one who um, mixed power and technique and passing and positional sense. And and he was the pivot upon which Spurs' performance turned. Since when <laughs> Pochettino has... And everybody was like, wow, what a fantastic player. He's so powerful. He's so great. Why don't we pay him more attention? And... Pochettino has then compared him to I don't know who all Ronaldinho and Maradona and whatever, and and suddenly there's this deluge of, well, oh shit, the manager speaking devil. He's not that good, and you know I've seen clips of him miscontrolling things as well, you know no other top level footballer has ever miscontrolled the ball, and it's hilarious that the the, the the tall poppy syndrome has has been in full force and 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 swung from one end of the poppy syndrome to the other. In about just over two weeks, I interviewed uh, Poch at the I think the beginning of their last campaign at, at and and at Wembley, and, and I said, "Listen, what is it about Wembley, man?" And he was, and I, I said, "You you go and win away from home, regularly and domestically and in Europe. So when you've moved your home to something that is away from home, i.e., not White Hart Lane, what's the big deal? Why can't you just play Wembley as if it was an away match? Because you win that." He said, "Look." If uh, if you sleep in your own bed every night and then you go and you're, you're in a journey, work or pleasure, you've got a five-star hotel, everything is perfect. You've paid through the nose for it. It's a really beautiful hotel room. But something's just not quite right and the covers or the pillows or the size of the bed or the, the air condition and you can't sleep and you don't know why. You said it's like that. And that largely has gone away now because Wembley has become a place where, and if I could pick two performances, which maybe they're the same two you'd pick, the recent Manchester United performance against Manchester United, where they win 2-0, I think, the quality of assurance and passing and any factor about Wembley, completely irrelevant there. The the win against Real Madrid, having drawn at the Bernabeu and come back and their players, particularly Deli Alley saying, Well, you know, we were overly respectful respectful of Real Madrid in in Spain. And we looked at their space, the space between their lines, um, how easy it was to to press them and pick the ball. So we just we just trampled all of them. We went for it. And it was a it was a BT interview with Des Kelly and it was really interesting. And it made huge headlines here in Spain where the the, the not bias you yeah, maybe biased, but the but the sort of Madrid loving tabloids were like Whoa, let's have Spurs in a knockout round and really stick them words right back down their throats. I say all this because what they're doing now is they 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 don't simply need to see through their away goals advantage. They need to take a big knockout tie at Wembley and win it. And I think that's that's part of the task. The 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 nerves, the the lack of accumulated history at Wembley, or at least in this context, New Wembley, it's our home. This is the Champions League. So it's it's the tie's certainly not dead. Maxi Allegri's a clever coach. There's been something I think missing at Juventus since since Cardiff, since the bust up at halftime, which effectively lost Juve their best chance. Because they were they, in, in my book, they weren't really in the 2015 final against Barcelona. This was their this was a right good chance once Manzukich equalized to win the Champions League. They had a huge bust up at halftime. Two of the key players that were involved in that are now, are now gone. I don't. The, the formation has changed at the back. I think Buffon has stayed on an inch or two past his, not past his sell-by date, but I, as great as his moments can still be, as much of a leader as he still is, as much affection as he commands, you're now not daunted as a striker or somebody who's willing to shoot or a finisher in the box. You're not you don't have Buffon in the back of your mind anymore. He may save, he may not, but he's not like, the whole is not greater than the sum of the parts anymore. And I I don't believe that the the starting eleven is as strong as it was in Cardiff in the final last season. You can see that Napoli are making hay and may win their first title since Maradona was there, which I think would only be their third title ever if they do hold Juve off. Juve have made the Copa final. Um, they must play Lazio away in Rome this weekend, which is a tough task, and they cannot afford to go um, half gas on it because of the challenge Napoli are mounting domestically. So it's a really interesting four or five days for Juve as well, Martin. I'm absolutely clear on that. It, part of the, just as Eriksen um, was fabulous in in Turin, Dybala makes a different Juve if he's on form, if he's fit. That's a, what Dybala we see. And and I hope I really hope we do see the best eleven of each side. Uh, what DiBala we see on Wednesday night is 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 a really big question because he is an exceptional footballer um, and one that you don't see a lot of in the Premier League. So a test for Spurs. All in all, you know it's it's another don't miss game. Really, really unmissable stuff. And and my my both my mind and my heart says Spurs. I, I'd I'd like them to be showing us new things in the Champions League. I'd like to see. Pochettino and several of his players particularly Wanyama who said such a I like, um, I know I think he adds order and solidity and defensive intelligence to their midfield. I, I'd, I'd like to see several of their players tested at the quarterfinal or semi-final level of the Champions League and much though there was a time when you know Juve made the hair on the back of my neck stand up and, and they, they that as a club, speaking about Lippi particularly in Viale, they, they changed my career utterly changed my career in you know 94 95 and 96 and the the welcome they gave me they opening up their training sessions their gym their 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 attitudes if not their secrets, certainly their their dossiers it's it's a club which changed my life but in this occasion again i'll be perfectly happy if we see spurs moving on to the quarters To hear the full Kevin Caban interview and get all of our content ad-free, it's time for you to join us, to become what we call a socio. This month, March, Socios will also get my Barca Chelsea mini documentary, and when you sign up now, you'll also unlock our archive of seven socio-only big interviews dating back to Raphael van der Vaart last August. For just £2.99 per month, you'll also know you're supporting this independent football podcast. More at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash Graham Hunter. Thank you to all our socios. We do need your help in order to keep doing this. And bloody hell, it's fun.